Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the CollegeToPro.com NFL Draft Black, the audio alternative for fans and NFL personnel to know NFL Draft prospects. Join host Bo Mashanti as he brings the next generation of tomorrow's NFL stars to you today. No more than the name. Welcome back to another edition of the C2P. I'm your show host, Bo Marshanti, and we have a great, great night set for you. We have none other than our familiar friend, the NFL draft guru himself, Justin Van Fulpen, and he's going to break down the top five 2021 NFL quarterback prospects. And then at 6.30, he's going to do the same thing with our running back preview. But with that said, Justin, my longtime friend, how is the day treating you? Hey, it's it's great, Bo. It's great to be with you. You know, like I said, like we talked earlier, it's been a weird year. You know, no NFL Combine where we would had been down in Indy, and I, I know you uh, like to frequent the the Ram, and you know, with their banana beer, I think is uh, is was one of your favorites uh, there. So I, I know you you missed out, but but hopefully uh, next year around February, you know, everybody can kind of freeze down in in Indianapolis and downtown there, and, and you can go back to, to the Ram. The Ram stays open and uh, get another banana beer. I guess. And, you know, I, I, the last combine, I, I did enough that the last – you know, Indianapolis is the city that doesn't sleep during combine week. And I, I don't know if that's the case all the time in downtown Indianapolis, but I know that during combine week, I could leave a bar at 3.30 and it's still six deep – to try to get a drink. So I don't know what those folks do on a yearly basis, but combine week, it gets pretty crazy. But we're here to talk 2021 NFL quarterbacks, and there's no one finer than yourself to bring some insight. And if you folks out there listening, if you're new to Justin, Justin has a background in about everything you can think of. He's directed college all-star games. He has his agent license. So he's so intertwined with so much knowledge, it kind of just goes beyond the typical media outlet. And that's why we love getting it home because his perspective it's truly that of an NFL evaluator. And we could go through the all-star games that he's had and the prospects that have come out of these games. And it's, it's, it's easy to do when you invite the top prospects. When you kind of get down to the guys that aren't the mainstream guys, that's where Justin really comes in. But nonetheless, he knows about the top guys as well. But, Justin, let's get started with these 2021 NFL prospects. We're going to get your top five and then a sleeper. And I'm curious to see – I don't think I'm curious to see – um, well, I'm curious to see the sleeper, but I, I pretty much assume I think we know who's n- going to be number one. Yeah, I mean, I think, it, it, you know, it really that top five, you know, there is it's kind of pick your order there. Most most people in terms of whether, you know, you do your own evaluations of those guys or you talk to you, the, you know, the NFL personnel, the GMs, the scouts, uh, uh, you know, the, the kind of the quarterback coaches there. You know, everybody seems to, you know, have kind of anointed over the last three years, you know, Trevor Lawrence to be the number one overall pick in this year's draft and be the number one quarterback prospect. And I don't think that changed. You know, I think some people have gotten that, maybe that Trevor fatigue, you know, and kind of are looking for the hot guy and who else can we talk about. Well, we've been talking about, you know, Trevor Lawrence ever, ever since he, you know, starred there as a freshman there at Clemson and, and took them to a national championship. In the same way that, 
you know, people kind of had the Peyton Manning fatigue or, you know, the Andrew Luck there in terms of where there was Ryan Leaf was the hot guy or RG3 was there, you know. When we, we've seen – when you see that guy just kind of year in and year out, it's, you know, kind of been the face of, of college football for the past – three years, you know, I think in terms of some people, you know, want to kind of are able to pick his game apart and, and look there. But when we're talking about a guy who's a prototypical, you know, NFL quarterback, what they want to do there in Jacksonville, obviously Urban Meyer, you know, is a college coach coming into the NFL. You know, we'll see how that works. But we think about as far as what, what he had, whether it was, you know, as far as Alex Smith was the number one overall pick when he was the coach there at Utah. And we think about as far as Trevor Lawrence is a better version of, of Alex Smith in terms of athleticism, arm strength, arm talent, you know, physical ability to be able to move, you know, movement skills there. And I think that's what they're, they're going to want to do with Lawrence down there in Jacksonville, kind of run, uh, you know, more of a college style offense. And he fits that, you know, to the T what Urban, you know, he's going to want to do and wants his quarterbacks to do there. But again, we're talking about a guy who's, you know, over six, five, you know, as far as over 220 you know, pounds, can run, you know, um, and, and can make, you know, all the throws there. And, again, yes, did he have a top talent around him in terms of, of wide receivers, you know, to be able to throw to in his three-year career there, there at Clemson? Yes, and that's one thing people, you know, kind of are knocking him about. Uh, you know, he's not going to have the same talent around when he gets to Jacksonville that he did at Clemson in terms of at the skill position there. But still – he was able to, far as uh, far as show all the the NFL, you know, arm talent there that you need to make all the throws that you want. And I think that's why, you know, ultimately he'll be the number one overall pick in the 2021 draft when we get to to that date there in April in Cleveland. I love it. Now I, I'm curious. I, I want your insight on this. Now, if you could have Deshaun Watson, another Clemson first rounder, or Trevor Lawrence, and we know what the allegations against. Deshaun Watson, but strictly based on football and winning games. And I know he has a several years above him right now, so he's he's past that rookie stage. But if you were if you were Jacksonville and you could trade for Watson or keep Lawrence, what route would you go personally? Well, you know, I think in terms of Lawrence, probably had a little tick higher grade. You know, as far as if you're you know, when we just kind of evaluate these guys, you know, coming out of the draft. Um, you know, I think Lawrence would be a tick higher than Deshaun Watson, but it'd be it'd be close there. You know, I think in terms of if we take all the quarterbacks out of the last, you know, uh, you know, five years and kind of where they came in, you know, Lawrence still is probably going to be, you know, that number one, you know, quarterback there. But Deshaun Watson, it, you know, would be just just a, a tad bit lower than him. And 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 when you look at this Jacksonville team, do you think there's any? any possibility i mean they do have some draft capital that they do pursue a deal like that where they actually maybe try to go after watson no i mean i think in terms of i think what urban you know in, in for trent bulky the gm there, kind of obviously kind of that new regime there i think they they want that young quarterback on a rookie deal and i think that's the biggest thing in terms of when we look at this when we look at who's won super bowls and gone to super bowl it's been teams with a rookie quarterback on a contract when the Kansas City's Chiefs won the Super Bowl Patrick Mahomes was on his rookie deal when Jared Goff took the, the Rams to the Super Bowl the, he was on his rookie deal when Carson Wentz even though he got hurt but remember he was on his rookie deal and they weren't paying a, a ton of money to you know as far as the, the quarterback there so as far as when you're able to put 
talent around him. The, the Jaguars have a bunch of money to spend. They've got this kind of a, a window there. They've got some talent there. DJ Shark on the outside uh, there. Yes, they do need to add you know more skill positions there. They obviously have multiple first-round picks in, in this year's draft and next year's draft. So like you said, a lot of draft capital. You know, they, they brought in a Carlos Hyde to be, be that, you know, kind of big back, but they're going to have to bring some more talent, you know, in the backfield and, and also on the outside there. They, they franchise Cam, you know, Robinson, their left tackle there, so they've kind of got him, you know, locked in there. So, again, they can go ahead and go, okay, let's build our talent around uh, Trevor Lawrence on a rookie deal. We, don't, we know we've got, a, you know, five years there, you know, with him, kind of in, in what we know in terms of what the, the cost – at the quarterback position is, and now we can go spend there. Just like in terms of what Kansas City did. They gave that big deal to Sammy Watkins, but again, when Mahomes was kind of on his, again, was on his rookie deal. And everybody thought, why did they give, you know, Watkins that big of a you know, deal? But they could because they weren't paying the quarterback that much money, you know, in a, in a relative standpoint there. So once you start having to give, you know, guys to that type of a level, it, it you know, it, it can, you know, kind of hamstrings you when you're constructing the other parts of your offense there. So, yes, they have a bunch of draft capital. And, yeah, could they go ahead and offer that to the Houston Texans for uh, a Deshaun Watson? Yes, but in terms of the, the amount of, you know, cap that Deshaun Watson versus the amount of cap that Trevor Lawrence is, it, it would cost them too much there. And, again, they would give up a lot of their assets there in terms of the draft capital. So I think the, the Jacksonville Jaguars say, hey, We've got a window the next five years. Let's build it up. Let's see if we can go and, and really kind of take over this division and be able to make Jacksonville a, a winner. And, again, they haven't had a kind of franchise quarterback. I mean, whether, whether we want to call it, you know, Byron Leftwich was probably their best quarterback, you know, since a Mark Brunel, you know, there. And then afterwards they, you know, had David Garrard, you know, as far as they, they tried to draft, you know, Blaine Gavritt. That didn't work out, you know, excuse me, you know, um, They've gone as far as, you know, the draft routes of, of non-type of franchise quarterbacks, uh, you know, there. Um, you know, in, in Blake Bortles, they had there who they made a run there in the playoffs a couple of years ago. But, again, Trevor Lawrence is better than anybody they've ever had, you know, in their organization in terms of coming out of the draft. Wonderful stuff. Once again, Justin Van Poop and the NFL draft guru joining us here on the C2P. And you can follow him on Twitter at Van bullpen again no justin just use the j and then v-a-n-f-u-l-p-e-n and that's justin's twitter handle all right now we're on the i'm curious now i know i know i i believe i know you're going to either go with or wilson here but who's your number two quarterback coming off the board yeah i mean as far as luke wilson um excuse me zach wilson out of uh byu uh you know the, the quarterback there and, and really he's kind of you know, come on, really kind of out of nowhere. There wasn't a lot of talk of him, you know, going into this season there. But in terms of what you see, it, again, he wasn't playing with the level of competition of a Trevor Lawrence that was at the skill position. And that's why a guy like Chris Sims, you know, said, hey, he's the number one quarterback for him there. And you can you can make that argument there. I don't think it's it's, you know, stretching that far there. But I think in terms of when you just say, okay, hey, what's the, the safest pick? I think it's Trevor Lawrence. But this guy's got some special as far as talent there, as far as arm talent, be able to make the throws all different angles there. He does have, you know, in terms of that Mahomes and, and Rodgers escapability and kind of, you know, be able to get out of pocket and make some movement, you know, there and make some throws on the, on the move uh, there. But, again, the, the, the 
kind of the case against him is he didn't play that great of schedule. His, when he's, his best game against, you know, as far as talent-wise, was against Coastal Carolina and, you know, struggled a little, little bit there. But still, in terms of he's got that elite, you know, as far as arm talent there and is able to escape, you know, the pocket and make the throws on the run there. So that's why he's going to be the number two quarterback off the board, and many teams have that there. And I think that's why I think the Jets, again, take him at number two and move on from Sam Darnold. And it's, it, it, you know, it also comes back to the money thing. We, we reset that quarterback uh, for his contract. Because, again, if you take some other pick there at number two and keep with Sam Darnold, he's, he goes into his fifth-year option, and now you've got to pay him you know, starter-type money. So we're talking, you know, as far as a lot more, you know, as far as taking the cap there at the quarterback position. So I think that's why Joe Douglas and, and Robert Sala will go ahead, and they won't do anything with Darnold until as far as draft night. They'll take uh, as far as uh, Zach Wilson at number two and then trade Darnold there to, you know, kind of a, a quarterback needy team. And we know there's a lot there, whether it's uh, the team you cover in the, with the Pittsburgh Steelers or the Washington Reds, excuse me, the Washington football team, or the San Francisco 49ers, you know, so I think that's why uh, Zach Wilson on BYU is the number two rated quarterback, and he deserves that to be that way. Yeah, and, you know, the guy like Wilson, it seems like every year there is that guy uh, that kind of comes out of the woodwork. You know, they're, they're at a top program, you know, they're in the mix, but in terms of being, you know, when the season begins, your spring grades, you know, these guys come out of the woodwork, and it seems like every year there's one of those guys. I mean, Baker Mayfield was that guy. Cam Newton was that guy. Winston was that guy. Carson Palmer was that guy. I mean, there's just a long list. Every year there seems like there's one of those guys. Now, I believe we're going to be moving on to number three, and I think we're going to be staying in the state of Ohio for that, unless you have another name for the third quarterback prospect of the 2021 yeah, you know, draft. And I, and I think this is this is probably, you know, kind of the the, the – point of demarcation you know i think i think we've got the, the top two and then it's then there's a gap and then there's going to be a question mark is it justin fields or is it trey lance you know then i think it's a question of do you like vanilla ice cream or do you like chocolate ice cream you know i think there's some different things that they they both do well there and, and you know again there but for what i would say is let's go with the kind of the unknown or the guy who's probably got more upside, probably got more for his, you know, for his play that you can mold and work with there. And that's why I'm going to take Trey Lance out of North Dakota State Ooh. as my number three quarterback in this draft class. Again, he played one game this year, you know, did have a great for his game there. But again, he's, he's, a guy who you could work with and could be like that Josh Allen where, Hey, does he come out and be the best quarterback in the, in this year's uh, class there? And I think in terms of his physical skill set, what he's got, what he brings to the table, his decision-making, you know, as far as his redshirt freshman year, doesn't throw an interception leads, you know, the North Dakota state to a, a national title there. And we know they have a great program, but again, he was the driving force, of North Dakota State there, and again they played one game uh, this year. Didn't play well, but again I think you kind of take that off the board. Doesn't have a ton of starts, but again I think we've seen a lot of what Justin Fields is. We've seen some as far as some deficiencies. Some hey doesn't have you know kind of slow 
eyes as a lot of people, you know, want to say as far as want, need to see a guy open and, if, you know, maybe it takes a little bit more time to develop. So if, we, if we've got, hey, both guys who've got a little bit of deficiencies, again, both are elite prospects, but I, I'll go with a guy who I think, hey, could have a bigger upside. Maybe he's got a bigger forest floor, you know, in terms of maybe it's a, you know, you're taking a swing for the fences and field would be more of a safer pick and kind of a, just kind of a, a line drive there. But I, let's say, let's go for the home run. Let's go for a guy who's got big arm, athleticism, and can move around. Great decision-making. Again, as a, as a redshirt freshman, leads, leads his team to a championship, doesn't throw any interceptions. So we know he's far as good, good decisions there on the field. But again, and I think we're giving away our number four quarterback. It's Justin Fields there out of, out of Ohio state. I, again, I think all of these, these top, you know, guys here in this year's draft class, great prospects, you know, there's, there's question marks on, on all of them. Like we talked about Lawrence, does he, you know, has a ton of talent there. Uh, Forrest Wilson, he didn't play against top level competition. Trey Lance, you know, only one game. Uh, Justin Fields is a guy who transfers. Is a guy in that Ryan Day system that we saw Dwayne Haskins play so well, and then gets to the NFL and doesn't have a, a great you know career at, you know so far. And again, that's not an indictment on Justin Fields, but you do have to look at and go, okay, hey, uh, you know we're not we're not comparing him to a Deshaun, I mean, excuse me, um, Dwayne Haskins in terms of off the field because you get a lot of better reports you know on Fields than you did Haskins there. And in terms of he's a better athlete, can move around, you know, better than Haskins there. But it, well, he was still in the same offense. And as far as Ryan Day, one of the best innovators and be able to, as far as get guys open, scheme guys open, he had elite receivers and Chris Olave and uh, as far as Wilson there and guys that both will probably be first-round picks in next year's, you know, draft there. But, you know, again, I think he's got some upside and different things like that. And some people could take him ahead of Trey Lance. And, and you wouldn't, you know, fault them there. I just like, you know, as far as Lance a little bit better than Fields. But, again, both are elite uh, prospects there. And, and I think both are, you know, starting NFL quarterbacks and have the, the potential to both be franchise quarterbacks. Excellent, excellent. I'm, I'm excited you went with Lance. You know, I saw Lance play last year at YSU and, you know, scouting the teams and, you know, and you know, redshirt freshman at the time. These are my notes that I had on him, Jess. And I put good, durable-looking frame. Showed a nice touch on a TT pass. Uh, fought, fought after a for-sure sack to deliver another TD pass. Great mobility in the pocket. Delivers a nice tight spiral. Quick release and mechanics for a young passer. Will check down if nothing is open. And then I put I liked him. Now at the time, I'm thinking maybe the Winnipeg Blue Bombers can steal this guy. And I remember being in Winnipeg. And that's having the same conversation about Carson Wentz as they're so close to uh, Canada being there in North Dakota. But nonetheless, Wentz went in the first round, and uh, Trey Lance is going to probably follow suit and be another North Dakota guy that uh, also goes in the first round. So I, now, now you got four quarterbacks. we we got one more left. And I think the one that you're going to name, I think he's the hottest. I mean, like we know, we know Lawrence is the guy, but it seems like this guy has a lot of momentum, and I'm excited to hear you kind of talk about what this kid has and I believe we know that he played for the national championship team if I'm correct yeah I mean for as for as Mac Jones out of Alabama and again a guy who uh, again you could say the same thing as in terms of Trevor Lawrence he had a ton of talent that he's played with whether it was Jerry Judy Henry Ruggs two first round picks last year he's had Jalen Waddle Devontae Smith two first round picks as uh, far as this year 
and, the, and a Heisman Trophy winner in Devontae Smith. You know, so, so as far as the talent around him, that's where you, you know, you could say, okay, hey, you know, as far as Bo might be able to lead, you know, Alabama to a national championship, or at least as far as a runner-up there, as far as throwing, you know, chucking the you know, rock there. So that's where it's, okay, hey. But in terms of you look at his accuracy, his, as far as ability to, to make the throws in, in tight windows, you know, he doesn't have great as far as his capability and movement in the pocket, but he can, he's got decent feet, enough to be able to move around. And obviously we've seen as far as pocket passers are the guys who win the Super Bowls, whether it's, um, whether it was Nick Foles or whether it was Tom Brady, you know, as far as Mahomes isn't a, a Michael Vick type athlete running around there. He's more of a pocket guy. So uh, pocket guys win in the NFL. And as far as Matt Jones is a guy who's a hot name, had a great senior bowl week. A lot of people pack him to the Carolina Panthers there in the top 10. And, and many people I talk to, you know, hey, is there a possibility that all five quarterbacks could go in the top 10 you know, as far as that would be a record, but I think we could see it happen. You know, I don't think it's an unreal possibility there. I'm not in love with Mac Jones because I don't, you know, in terms of being that high, I think he's a first-round talent. I don't know if he's a top-10 talent at the quarterback position, but if you think you have a franchise quarterback, you think Mac Jones can lead your team for 10-plus seasons, whether you take him in the top 10 or the top 32, it you know, really doesn't matter there. You know, as far as if you believe in, in the guy and, and he's got the leadership ability, everybody says, you know, the, the receivers that they, they kind of interviewed, whether it was uh, Smith or Waddle or Judy or Ruggs, uh, they gave them, hey, would you rather play with Tua or Mac Jones? And all of them said Mac Jones. So that says something about, hey, you know, I think they all love Tua, but they all love Jones even more. And I think they also know that as far as Jones probably pl- throws a little bit more catchable ball and it allows those guys, you know, to be able to, for his throw on the, you know, allows them to, to run after the catch a little bit better, you know, there in terms of, we saw in terms of look at Jalen Waddle's stats versus playing with Tua versus playing with Mac Jones. It's, you know, as far as his yards after the catch, over 10 yards after the catch playing with the, as far as a, with Mac Jones versus, you know, under 10 yards versus playing with Tua. So just in terms of these, getting the ball where the, where it needs to be able to, be to allow those guys to run after the catch and be able to use their athleticism and show their skill sets there. Again, he's going to get knocked because, again, he's going to play with four first-round draft picks there. Yeah, it, it is. It's, it's hard to kind of sometimes evaluate these guys when there's – especially the way Alabama had Najee Harris and these receivers that are just, you know, freaks of nature. It, it is. It's kind of maybe hard to kind of dial in who they really are. And when we see that again – and. I always think that's the fault. You know me, I'm very skeptical of all the Ohio State quarterbacks just because the lineage that they've had um, in terms of uh, draft buffs at the position. Now, um, last time that we had five quarterbacks go in the first round was 2018. Barring some, I don't know, off-the-field issues or an injury, it's it's probably pretty safe to say that we – these five quarterbacks are probably locked into the first round. Yeah, I think you're 100% right there, Bill. Excellent. Now, we also are going to get a sleeper. And now you can go anywhere you want with this. He could still be a top guy. But uh, who's that one guy that you think is a little bit under the radar that you think can really have a good NFL career? Well, a guy who I think can start can be an NFL starter that, you know, I think people are starting to talk a little bit more about and, you know, and, and saw his, his skill set. He had his pro day here uh, last week. 
is is a guy who I also think will be the number six quarterback off the board. Now, again, it could be uh, for his other guys could get drafted higher than him. But the guy who I like is a sleeper and is the number six quarterback drafted in this year's draft is, is quarterback Davis Mills out of Stanford. Again, this was a guy who was the number one quarterback coming out of high school. Not that high school ratings translate to the NFL, but it still shows, okay, hey, what he had, you know, four, uh, you know three, four years ago when he was there in high school. And again, has athleticism. He ran in the four sixes there as far as that is 40. So he's, he's better athlete than what people have given him credit for. He's Stanford, so you know he's smart, you, you know, as far as he had over 500 passing yards against Washington, which set a Stanford quarterback record. And we know in terms of the quarterback lineage that, you know, that Stanford has had, whether it's John Elway, Andrew Luck, Jim Plunkett, you know, so they haven't had just slouches, you know, throwing the rock back there. So Davis Mills, I think he's got a quiet confidence, you know, in, in far as didn't have those elite uh, receivers and skill positions around him to far as throw the football. I think if you put, you put Davis Mills into Alabama, he does the same type of things that Mac Jones did. But he's not going to get drafted as high as, as Mac Jones. Will he get drafted in, in day one? I, you know, I doubt it. Does he get drafted in day two? Probably. You know, but there's some talk that maybe he's a fourth-round pick. Maybe he gets drafted like a Dak Prescott or a Kirk Cousins. You know, maybe that, that after the top five, there's a, there's a wait, or maybe they, somebody goes with a Kellen Mond or uh, a Kyle Trask out of Florida. You know, people like those two guys. Some would probably like him better than a Davis Mills. But I think in terms of if we're looking for a starter in the NFL uh, in the mold of a, Kirk, uh, of a better version than Kirk Cousins, I think Davis Mills is the guy. I love it, and that that is great insight. I, you know, I was I was so curious where you were going to go with that particular selection because I know your insight, and usually, I mean, I, that's why we have you on. You're you're always so dead on. And, and one thing that I was uh, looking at some stuff, it's hard to believe. Look at this. Think about this number, Justin. Over the last nine quarterback, uh, last nine drafts, the Big Ten has had one quarterback taken in the first round. That's Dwayne Haskins. And the Mahoning Valley Football Conference has also had one quarterback. And I believe when this draft rolls around, each one of those schools are going to be tied with two first-round quarterbacks over the last 10 years. Pretty interesting stuff. Justin, fabulous stuff. We're going to uh, exit this show. Then we're going to revamp and bring back the 2021 running back preview in just a few minutes at the 6.30 um, hour here today. But, Justin, again, fabulous job. I know our audience always loves you coming on and sharing your insight. And, again, we appreciate you, and we're going to talk to you in a little bit. Cool. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Thanks, Bo. (laughs) No problem at all. Once again, that is Justin Van Fulpen. You can follow him on Twitter at jvanfulpen and also Football Next Level. Great insight. There's so many things that he publishes that are just so unique that you're not going to find anywhere else. I encourage you to visit his site and find out more about what he brings to the table. As always, we appreciate you joining us here on the C2P. This has been a C2P exclusive.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.